Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. We got Hove on the program. There we go. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going uh, your way till 2 o'clock. Giants in an hour from now will be at home MetLife Stadium against the Commanders. They are three-point dogs, so we're breaking that game down. Jets on a bye week right now, coming off of a thrilling victory uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Before we get to that, Brandon, there are some people who want to weigh in real quick on that tipping conversation we just had before the break. Let's go to Danny in Long Island. What's up, Danny? A beautiful conversation, man. This tipping is out of control. And I'm like Brandon. I am a very generous tipper. (laughs) when tipping is required. And I've had all three of the jobs you mentioned. What people don't know, the waitress has to give portions of a tip to busboys and bartenders. So she's not making the full 20. So you'd be very generous with a well-deserved tip to a And she's got people she's got to give portions of that money to. As far as tipping at a fast food restaurant or a deli, it's completely out of control. I worked in a deli when I was a kid, and I worked at a gas station as well. Nobody ever gave me a... You know, sometimes in the middle of the winter... If it was cold out, I'm standing out there in the sleet. Somebody would give me a little money for pumping gas. But it's out of control. I've got, I got to give you a tip because you made me a cup of coffee. I mean, come on. <laughs> See, they're getting the regular standard wage. They're not getting that wage of service wage. Where Enough is enough already with that stuff. I mean, come on. A $3 cup of coffee, and I, I'm, I'm required to give you a tip. And like you said, they give you a look on your face because you said no. Come on. I love it, Danny. I love the take. And I was, I'm out of I lost. I also love the energy you have for this. Uh, right Absolutely. before, right before your Ravens play a big game against the Lions in about an hour from now. Well, my Steelers are on at four thirty. Oh, your Steelers! Rams. Yes. Week. Why I said the, the Ravens? Steelers. I don't know why I confused you with the uh, Ravens. I don't know, man, but, but if that was me. I would have jumped on you for that. To the enemy, but the Steelers are not a playoff quality team this year. But now that you have seven teams, you have teams that are not elite teams that are legitimate playoff contenders. So if the Steelers can somehow manage to go to LA and win this game. They're coming home for three straight games against winnable teams, maybe Jacksonville, but then you know the Titans and the you know they got they got a very easy schedule absent of two games against the Bengals. The Steelers, if they get their offense even slightly improved, they're a playoff team because of the defense and the coaching. The weird year. Appreciate the call, Danny. Uh, uh, my bad. I I don't know why in my mind as I'm talking to him, I'm like Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. But then he says Steelers, and I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah, Steelers. He always calls the station. That's a uh, very disrespectful for, uh, for me to Absolutely do. My, my fault, Danny. I would have jumped on you. I would have jumped on you for that. <laughs> That's like me calling you a a Cowboys guy. Like, yeah, yo, remember I'm, you? Remember you were a former Cowboy? Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the first flight, smoking, coming straight to the studio. <laughs> did you uh, Did you enjoy seeing the Cowboys get that victory on Monday night against the Chargers? I did not. However, I did not think it was going to happen either. They, I, got the, they dominated him. Justin Herbert just We're looked off in that game, man. There was yeah, something about him. He was inaccurate. And I know people, like, the knee jerk is to always, uh, you know, when things go wrong for the Chargers, blame Brandon Staley. But I thought that was more on Herbert than anything else. He was missing throws, missed an, an easy touchdown uh, to, who was it, Mike Williams? It's it just, uh, oh, not Mike Williams, Keenan Allen was open for a touchdown. He just straight missed him. And, you know, I felt like that was more on him than it was uh, the head coach Staley. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they went out. They didn't play good defense. I mean, nothing was good about the whole the game for the uh, Chargers. Uh, you know, they definitely didn't execute on offense. They, they it looked like the routes were off. There was a lot of miscommunication between quarterback and wide receiver. Uh, you know, it just it just wasn't a game that they, that they typically would have put together. So on the Jets, before we get back to the phone calls at eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, I this I was beside myself. 
you know, once uh, they were able to get Hurts uh, to throw that incompletion deep down the field on fourth and, and what was it, fourth and ten, and, and came out of that game with a victory to improve to three and three on the season. I thought it was by far the biggest win of Robert Sala's uh, head coaching career. It was such a, an, an enormous victory in a sense that you now go into a bye week. The difference between two and four and three and three is ginormous Huge. because now you can talk yourself into it. You know, we talked about the Giants and the optimism they can have following this game, whether it's, you know, you know, guided or misguided. If you're a Jets fan right now, sitting three and three, you've got the Giants coming up, then you play the Chargers and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a, a favorable three game slate considering the gauntlet that you just experienced the first six weeks of the season. So that was a monstrous win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know, the rest of the season is going to come down to grit and and because and, and, and you got a lot of teams, like a lot of teams might be fighting for these little these couple of playoff spots that's left. So, all, like all of these games that we're discussing that may be easy for the Giants to win, you know, they got this game, they got that game, they win this game, they go here, they go there. No, that's not, that's not necessarily true because you got a lot of teams that could, you know, with so much of the season left that could be fighting for playoff spots as well. So, from now going forward, it's going to be very gritty on on Thursday, Sundays, and Mondays. Man. It, w- it was great to after that game, and I'm celebrating with the family. See my phone buzzing, and it's Brandon Jacobs on the line because I had texted. I'm like, yo, because I was hyped. I'm like, yo, man. you called me up immediately because you were right, man. You you said the Jets were going to win that game. You told people once Rodgers went down. Don't just cancel Zach. Don't give up on him yet because he still has some potential. There's still some things that he can do. I, I wouldn't say last week was about you know that being realized, but this defense, man, is on a different level right yes. now. They're forcing yes. the teams uh, to turn the ball over. And when you look at the fact that they've now you know gone up against Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and all three of those guys had their worst games against this defense that looks as good as advertised, that's something to be encouraged about. Absolutely, I knew the Jets. They played good enough defense to win. They know they they know their offense isn't where they want it to be. Uh, the Jets realize they're struggling on offense, so they're gonna play really good defense and try to give up as less as possible. The Eagles have been teetering, losing the last two, maybe three weeks. They've been teetering the line, of, of, of losing games. And so I figured this would have been one. The minute they run into a team with a solid defense, they're gonna struggle. They're going. They're they like like they're going to struggle. Let's go to the getting ready to play the Miami Dolphins. Yep. They don't play good defense. This is about to be a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. This is about to be a shootout. This is about to be. Uh, I'm talking about a real life shootout. So they don't play good defense. And from know? the standpoint of this, uh, Brandon, like the Jets were without Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, their two best corners. Yep. For the and the Eagles, like one of the strengths of the team, like when you talk about like matchups and you know what's favorable when these two teams go go head to head. When you do the tail of the tape, you'll say what the Eagles present is they have a guy who last year was second in the MVP as their quarterback in Jalen Hurts. They got one of the best wide receiver duos in all of football with Smith and Brown. And the fact that the Jets were, were without their two uh, best corners. Like, you felt like this could be a wash. Like, this could get ugly. And they found a way to win that game. So, everything about me has everything about watching that has me excited about the potential of this team. And I think they are a playoff team. I feel like Zach, like, he hasn't been great. Uh, the, the, the Chiefs game on Sunday Night Football three weeks ago was the highlight so far of his season. And that was a loss. But if he continues to just get incrementally better and this defense balls out, 
I trust that they're going to be, you know, in the hunt late in the season. And a lot of these teams that they're going to be battling for a playoff spot with, like the Browns, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have an opportunity to go head-to-head. So why not the Jets as far as making the playoffs? You know what the Jets just figured out they had? What's that? Two two more corners on the bench that can play. Oh, yeah. How good was uh, Bryce Hall, too? Right. So what, so what's going to end up happening is they're going to take – they're going they're probably going to live – with two linebackers on the field and play a sub and play sub personnel the whole game because they got two corners that that can come in and play, you know when Saul's guarding, you know when the, when the guys get back, they got two guys that can come in and play and sub personnel that can cover a tight end in space, they can go out and cover a wide out, you know they can play zone, they can play man, they just figured out they had a whole lot, which caused the Jets to to, to be more what aggressive. Yep. Now, now you can blitz more, yes. you know. So now you can force these quarterbacks into making mistakes like they've been doing. You know, they can blitz more, put all the faith in their defensive backs. They blitz more, free up one on one with with their with their best defensive lineman on the offensive line. You got no help there because you blitzing. So it's, it's 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 five on five across the front. You know, always bring one more than they can block. And I've been salivating at the thought of watching this defense play with the lead. The Jets have struggled early in games this year. Like, they got down 14-3 to to Philadelphia. They were down early in that Broncos game. I want to see this defense be unleashed within, with a lead. And we saw that on the final drive. But it would be nice to see that over the course of a game because I still think there's a next level they can get to where maybe it doesn't manifest itself in turning the other team over four times, but you can see more pressure. You can see more, you know, lockdown defense and not giving up the yardage where you know instead of scoring touchdowns they're they're kicking field goals so you know I'm 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 hyped right now it's weird because like typically you use Dubai as a reset and I know you you know players use this as like a reset and you know because mentally and emotionally like there's a lot of taxation that you pay you know over the course of a season but as the as a fan I would love to see them be in action today, man. I, I, I'm kicking myself. Like, the bye had to yeah. come this week after beating the Eagles. We really had to have the bye now. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. I'm, 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 the only week I'm not rooting for the Jets is when they play the Giants. Next Other week should that, be fun, man. For the Jets. I've always been that way. But, um, you know, coming off a big win like that, against, you know, giving the further team, the only undefeated team in the league, their first loss, then you come out and you get a bye. <laughs> I, I would have much rather that Bobby next week exactly. versus this week, man. It, it's just, ah, I don't like it for them. 800-919-3776. I know who is feeling pretty good today. That it would be Ira in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, what's happening, Ty? What's happening, Brandon? And Brandon, uh, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Uh, I did not want to buy this week, even though they're banged up. And I absolutely hate the giant game next week. Uh, I know you're going to love that, but... They they burnt me too many times, and um, who knows what they're going to be playing for. But um, listen, going to last week, Ty, I told you, I, I just had a gut feeling. Um, I thought they'd win that game. They did. They confused Hurts. Uh, I got to give solid credit, you know, with some backup corners. Uh, had a nice scheme. But going forward, the way I look at it, you, you have to be realistic. Everybody's talking these next three games. Yeah, they're all winnable. That doesn't mean they're going to win all three. So if you head up to Buffalo at five and four, and you split between the Bills and the Dolphins, now you're six and five, and then you have the remaining uh, schedule. If you stay healthy and Zach continues to not make mistakes, they're going to have to find a way to get the ball in the red zone, okay? Because they're not going to keep on winning, getting four turnovers and special teams. 
But if they could get, be just a little productive in the red zone, a little, you know, not make the mistakes and just force a couple of turnovers and play the defense I think they're capable of, it's basically the same as last year. They were 7-4 and four mm-hmm. with Zach Wilson, the quarterback, and we're still saying, well, the offense is sputtering. You can't have that two years in a row. I yeah. can see them getting to six and five, seven and four, but they got to figure out the red zone if they're going to get into the playoffs. Absolutely correct. They got to figure out the red zone. They got to figure out third down. They're one of the worst teams as far as third down efficiency. And I appreciate the call, Ira. Again, like the defense can continue to get better and be great. And it's not necessarily going to mean that they're plus four in the turnover battle every single game. It's just about like if you, if you can find a way to get a lead and play from ahead instead of behind every single week, I think there's a different level this team can get to. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Jeff in Garden City. What's up, Jeff? Hey, thanks for taking my call. So I was going to talk about football, but I couldn't help but listen to this conversation about tipping. So let's break it out. <laughs> okay, let's break it out here. Okay, I went out to dinner last night with my wife. The bill was 150 bucks. Okay? Not bad. 10%. 10%, right? A glass of wine, a couple of appetizers, and so on and so forth. First of all, let's look at let's look at it this way. The word tip is what your colleague said. I'm going to give you 20%, but here's my tip for increasing your gratuity, and that's what it's about. And gratuity comes from the word gratitude. And gratitude is what's important. Not how much a restaurant goes up in their charges. Why should I? I go in there knowing that if I'm giving some guy or some woman who's serving me $20 for serving my table, that's a pretty good tip. Just in general, $20, I'm there an hour and 15 minutes. That's a pretty good tip. So let's look at it this way. Just because you set the prices for a dish, whether it's $15 or $20 or $30, the increase in what I spend on food should not increase the gratuity mm. of what you mm. give someone. $20 is good. I'm a 20% guy, and I think I agree. If you have engagement with this person, they're funny. You know how to play with them. They know how to take a joke. They engage. You give them a little bit more. But that's based on the gratitude of how they serve you, like not it. an automatic you're going to get 20 or 30%. Because you can't go into a restaurant these days. You cannot. And notice that Two years ago, I got it, the pandemic, they all want to make up their money again. Yep. But there's not a restaurant out there that doesn't charge 25 to $30 a plate. So you go in there with two people knowing you're going to spend mm-hmm. at least 100 bucks. So that doesn't mean I automatically have to give you, because if I do give you that 20%, sometimes it's the same cost as ordering another meal. Again, a tip mm-hmm. is what you give to someone in terms of feedback, which is the breakfast of champions. A gratuity, the gratitude, is how they serve you. I love now, it. that's my comment. I know you're going to say thank you for the call, Jeff, but I'm curious Man. if you might agree with what I said. I agree with that, Jeff. I, I think it's a, it's I a solid phone call. I don't, And I appreciate the call. I don't think there's anything that he said that I take exception to. And what a great I voice, agree. by the way. I feel like he could, he could actually be a third co-host on the show. Hey man, never know, right? <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey, like, but they start so, including tips in the check. I, I, I don't know. That, that felt a little disrespectful to me. Let me decide what the tip is going to be. But you know, like he said, inflation, pandemic hit, you know, hit the, uh, f- the, the entire world hard, especially the food industry. So you got to find a way to make that money back. So you know how this stuff come about, right? We talking tips, right? So back in the eighteen hundreds, fr- free slaves when, 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 when. Uh, 
like after the Civil War and, and everything that happened, that freed slaves were working, right? So they were getting paid minimum wage, like very, very, very minimum wage. And in a restaurant, encourage the the people in the restaurant that was going to to leave something extra. So that's how tips come about in this country, back in the late 1800s. Here we go. Love the yeah. research, but and, and and by the way, for those just just tuning into the conversation, which was something we had you know talked about last night, we're pro tips. We we love you know tipping people. It's just you know there are certain situations where we're questioning whether it's necessary. Like if I'm at a gas station or if I'm you know at a salad bar where you're just making my salad and I'm walking out the door. That's what we're talking about. But the the, the caller. Uh, who just who just you know talked about the gratuity and all that hit it right on the nose. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll get back to your phone calls. Uh, get back to the Giants as well. They're about to kick off in a little less than an hour at home against the Commander. Still talking Jets. We'll go around the league, play in or out, pick against the spread. So still a whole lot to do. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, going to two o'clock right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. There we go. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going until 2 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. What's coming on after us, guys? That would be Pat O'Keefe after you guys. There we go. Patrick, who was on the call late last night for the Rangers game against the Kraken. And he did a show before that, so Rangers get the victory four to one. Don Lagreca was on the call. Pat O'Keefe coming up after this, uh, after this show because the Jets are on a bye. Uh, they will play the New York Giants next week. Let's go back to the phone calls. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. John's in North Bergen. What's up, John? Hey, what's up, Ty Company? Thank you for taking my call, man. Thank you for making it, man. What's up? What's what you got going on? None much. Uh. Just waiting for my G unit to start. But first off, I want to, Mr. Jacobs, it's an honor. Um, just want to say thank you. And I appreciate what you did and your, what you brought home, like a title, a couple titles. You know, I love the way you played, the way you ran the ball, your intensity, your heart. You, you, uh, I've been a Giant fan since I was nine. And you're one of the greats, man, like, just wanted to say thank you, man, because you're 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 one of the greats. So appreciate you, thank man. You. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, and Ty, Ty, you you're the man. I always tell you that I love listening to you, Ty. <laughs> thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you, bro. Really appreciate you. Appreciate the love, dog. All right. What you got today on the Giants? Thank you. Yeah. All right. You know, like I I was listening, man. You 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 changed my mind because I was thinking we should tank because, but listening to you saying that they even told you there might be a chance. So my question is, but what if we lose today? If we lose today, then do we still have a chance or no? Like that's it. No, I think it's over and I appreciate the call, John. So let, let, let me just make this clear there. there Cause there are a lot of things happening uh, with the like giants conversation. I personally think, and I, I expect you to disagree with me, Brandon, because you're a player, so your perspective is different. I personally think that 
what's in the best interest of the Giants going forward is not to win football games. It's a lost season. Don't be confused or, you know, swayed by beating the Commanders today. You're not going anywhere because your division's tough. The Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles are two contenders. You're not beating those teams. Yes, you may sweep the Commanders, but don't fool yourself into thinking this season's going anywhere. I would like for them, and we saw Diana Rossini have the report earlier today that there there is no intention of them to trade Saquon Barkley, but I would like them uh, like for them to sell off some pieces. I would like them for for them to be as bad as possible, so that at the end of this horrid season, they could cash in with some high draft capital and do their best efforts to rebuild this organization. Because I still think Brian Dave was a good head coach. I still think that uh, Joe Shane deserves the opportunity to reshape and remodel an organization that was done a bad way by Dave Gettleman. But I personally, in my heart, feel like the best thing for the Giants to do is to not win football games. Not that they should go out there and tank. The players are not going to do that. But I think overall, that would be in their best interest. What do you get for Saquon Barkley? You're saying tank and, you know, what do you get for a guy like that? I, I don't I don't know that you're going to be able to get anything that's, you know, anything that's like a first. You're not getting a first or a second, right? Like you're, you're probably peaking at a third or a fourth. Is that worth it? I don't know that it's worth it. All I know is that the Giants this past offseason told us they wasn't in their plans to, to give him a long-term contract. And they're not getting closer to that after they watched him miss three games this year. Right. So you figure, so since they're not going to give him a long-term contract after this season, you trade him and get a third round, a fourth round pick, an extra third fourth fourth is, round pick? Fourth is tough. I, I, I would hope for like a second or third. Yes, absolutely. No, I say no doubt about it, a, a second-round pick. Yeah, of course. No doubt about it. But he has to go to a team that's willing to cut a check for him next year, though. And is that team, like, we, we throw out Baltimore because they lost J.K. Dobbins, and, you know, they fashion themselves as a contender. So they could be all in on trying to make this work. They're playing really well. They've had two bad losses. Uh, the Colts game where they lost in, uh, uh, I think that was an overtime, and then the, the Steelers game where they were up early, they were up late and found a way to fumble that game away. But that's a really good team that could use a Saquon Barkley. That's been like the hot commodity. I remember Bart Scott talking about it a couple weeks ago. So trying to find that team that that's that feels like they're, they're running back away from you know winning the whole damn thing yeah i mean i don't know if it's worth it for me if it's not a second round pick i'm keeping saquon barkley i'm gonna take him the rest of the season i hear that and i'm gonna wish him on his way if, if i don't plan on giving him a long-term contract but to me like anything higher than the second round pick is is absurd and it's not worth getting rid of him for a third round pick Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Mitch is in East Windsor. What's up, Mitch? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, I'm Jacobs. How you doing? First time talking to you. What's up, man? You know, uh, I hope they keep Barkley. Uh, they get no worries in the second round pick, man. They decide to trade, but I think if they, if they just keep uh, losing and then and trying to tank, I want to see again one of these Pac-12 quarterbacks or even Drake. And it's cows there. But the odds against because uh, the Bears and Collins got two first-round picks, and they're all going to be in the top five, top ten, at worst. So, but there are, I think there's something you call it. The Cameron War reminds me of Lamar Jackson, that DJ Younglele. Uh, it's just incredible. But this college ball, they got to get one of these Pac-12 teams in there, whether it's Washington, which, who they beat the Ducks. Even you got to consider use. They got a great defensive line. And did you see those running backs they had, uh, Mr. Jacobs? 
this kid Jackson is going to be a pro. I think he should go. He came out as a quarterback. Uh, and they have that multiple pros guy. Uh, they they have a uh, the names of DA. He's the one who's going to be drafted. And they had uh, Faco. Uh, what do you think about him? And, um, Appreciate the call, man. It was a it was a wild day in college football yesterday. I don't know if you got a chance to you know take in all the action. You I saw did, Caleb I Williams I, I, I once did. again struggling against a, 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 a. They they have the splits on Caleb Williams, and I'm not ready to say he's overrated. He's not going to be the number one overall pick, but there's an interesting conversation starting to de- de- develop about him about how he fares against you know the bottom feeders versus the top tier teams. And yesterday I mean, he took a loss. They if lost to uh, it, Utah. If you look at it, I mean, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in college football. Yes. Whether you look at it or whether, or whether you agree that or not. But you can't always have these games where you're going out there throwing for 500 yards and five touchdowns. You're not going to always have those games, man. The more film out there, is, and it's not necessarily film on Caleb Williams. It's more film on their schemes, on wide receiver schemes. It's not necessarily on Caleb Williams. You know, people like to place the blame on somebody who who everyone is high on. Well, that's not necessarily against him. It's the certain coverages that that they run against them that stop their their that stop their uh you know the like their passing game. Yeah. You know, it's, it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that the guy isn't isn't good. He's still the number one pick, in my opinion. Um, but for him to talk about the Giants taking a quarterback, I I, I don't think that. That's something that they're going to do after giving Daniel Jones $160 million. But they could get out of it. The interesting part of that, though, is they can get out of Daniel Jones' contract at the end of next season. So I, I talked about this on my show last night. It, it, this this you know part of it is unfair to Jones because he hasn't been put in the best circumstances to succeed. Like if he, I, I would be very curious to see what Jones would look like had he had Dable from year one and he was able to have stability with his coordinators, with his head coach, and not the worst offensive line of football, some weapons around him. But if you're in position to take one of these quarterbacks, I know Drake May, um, the the, the UNC lost yesterday to Virginia, which was just a shocker. Uh, But if you're in position to get one of these quarterbacks, Caleb or or Drake May, Shador, Steve uh, Sanders, like, like, are the Giants... Are, are the Giants flirting with going in that in that direction? Well, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, if, if if there's something that they can get out of, I don't know how Daniel Jones' contract is constructed. Yeah, at the end at of all. next season, they can they can get out of his contract at the end of next season. So it's four years, but the, only the first two are fully guaranteed. Why would any agent? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think me and him got the same agent. To be honest with you, but. I'm going for as much of that guaranteed as possible, just so we won't be having this type of discussion saying that they can they easily get out of it. But I don't know. I mean, I, I know Kayla Williams comes out this year. The the court the quarterback from Oregon State, DJ, came the one who transferred from Clemson. He's coming out this year, uh, and I think Shador Sanders stays in after uh, you know for one more year. It leaves the leaves when Travis Hunter leaves. Um, if it, so maybe Shador Hunter I mean I, uh, Shador Hunter maybe Shador Sanders would be an option for the Giants going forward if, if Daniel Jones don't get it done uh, but I don't see them you know trying to do anything this season for a quarterback so the graphic that's going viral uh, right now just to piggyback on the Caleb Williams conversation is that you know he struggles against the best so his 
His his numbers against non-top 25 teams in 23 starts, he's completing 70% of his passes. He's got a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 78-7, to 7, whereas against top 25 teams in five starts, that touchdown-to-interception ratio is 6-6, six to six, and he's only completing 50% of his passes. Guys, I get it. We're, we're trying to create a story with this Caleb Williams thing because it's not interesting to talk about him being the best player in college football all year long, but most people are better against bad teams than they are against great teams. So like that's not all that eye-popping to me. Like That's not all that shocking that Caleb Williams is much better against the bad teams as opposed to against the best teams. I, I don't think that's much of a story. But, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see that continue to play out. I, I will say USC, obviously, with that loss, they're out of the college football playoff. And um, we did see, I, I want to say it was uh, Emmanuel Acho say maybe he should sit the rest of the year because, you know, he's not going to be Heisman eligible. They're not going to the playoffs. So it's riskier more than uh, the reward to, to, to continue to play. Where do you weigh in on, on, on that conversation? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, there's so many different ways you can go with it. Um, you know, there's so many different options. There's so many different things you can do by, you know, going through the season. Like, you know, with it's, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just different. Like where we are in this football season now, man, it's, it's kind of it's kind of difficult for, for me to say, you know, what a team should do and can't do. Because if you ask me, you're only six games in. You got so many games left. Yeah, right. So many people could do so many things. Yep. Now going forward, it's almost hard to – it's almost hard to, to you know to sit and and, and and analyze what a team should do, you know? I feel you. 800-919-3776. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. Quick break. Right back. Right here on 9870 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Celebrate the return of Knicks basketball with Barton Hahn live from T-Squared Social on East 42nd Street this Wednesday, October 25th, before the Knicks tip off their season against Boston. The guys will be broadcasting live from noon to 3 with the Knicks theme merch and giveaways brought to you by T-Squared Social at 7 East 42nd Street in Manhattan. 800-919-3776. Morris is in the car. What's up, Morris? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I love your show. And you're, you're always on point. You do, do tremendous research. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you, bro. Um, just, my two, um, just my two cents. I, I don't think any NFL team should tank to bank on getting a quarterback. Let me just, let me just mention uh, several names here uh, to see what I'm talking about. Mitch Trubisky, Trey Lance, Sam Donald, Josh Rosen. Uh, and, that's, uh, and I'm not even – those were highly – touted names, which was a consensus that those were top quarterbacks to be drafted. And look what happened. I think a team has to do research and find a diamond in the rough. You look at Kansas City. They did their research. Nine teams had a chance to pick Patrick Mahomes. Nine teams. So I'm just saying that the the Giants should play hard, do their best, develop what they have. But, you know, find that diamond in the rough. Do the research. Don't go after... A Caleb Williams, because I'll tell you what will happen. Let him come, let him throw throw three interceptions, and then the press will be out. Oh, he can't read defenses. Oh, he's not following his progressions. And he'll be bounced out of New York. New York is not a great place for a, a, a young, new quarterback. 
You have, a, a young new quarterback should go places like Jacksonville, where they give you time to develop. Now Trevor Lawrence is finally coming around. So uh, that's all I'm saying, that the Giants should play hard, try to develop themselves, and, and uh, look for the diamonds in the rough. I appreciate the call. Your thoughts on that, Brandon? Is, is it hard to develop a quarterback in New York because of the lack of patience emanating from the fan base where you know every result has to be microwavable? <laughs> everybody has to be on the same page. <laughs> microwavable. Hey, everybody has to be on the same page, man. That's just what it is. A fan, you like that. You like that phrase, yeah, that huh? Was, that was, yeah, that was sweet. Uh, I got some bars, bro. We space. might have to, if this season goes awry for both the Jets and Giants and there's nothing to talk about, we might have to throw some instrumentals down and, and listen to me rap. Throw them hey, bars man, out uh, there. And I and I, and I I would even put in the verse or two. So. I, I, yes, uh, I bet. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. But, you know, things, man, you know, people got to be patient. You know, you kids, getting a kid straight from college coming to the NFL without a without a mentor in front of him. You know, got to go start right now, uh, especially in a place like New York. It's tough. Well, you know, Daniel Jones did have the – he did have the luxury of having a guy in front of him to teach him the ropes and that's been in New York for a long time uh, in, in the Eli. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad place to, to start – to get a young quarterback, but a young quarterback cannot come and be a starter right away. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hell for that kid. Chris in Long Island. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. <clears throat> uh, oh, sorry, I had to put you on the phone. Um, yeah, uh, Brandon, Brandon's got the radio voice, too, right? He, he's uh, he's uh, always a big fan of uh, uh, Brandon, like a defensive end playing running back. <clears throat> um Listen, I, I'm not a Giant fan or a Jet fan. I'm a Raider fan. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, we may be in that number one pick uh, area too. But the kid uh, from USC, he totally reminds me and everybody else of uh, Mahomes and the other guy from North Carolina. Kind of, it's like Drake May, Herbert, right? I mean, it, it's uncanny how similar they are, but. Um, I don't know that kid from USC. You can't not take him number one, right? I mean that guy is just the athleticism and the way he throws the ball is kind of off the charts. But I uh, just wanted to say hi to you guys, Brandon, big fan, and um, thank you, Ty, also big fan. Thank you, bro. Appreciate the, appreciate the love. Yeah, I mean he's still going number one. I, I was just highlighting that the narrative that we're going to start to see put out there just because. You know, they lost a couple games, and he has struggled. He did score that touchdown uh, to put them ahead la- uh, last night, uh, failed on a two-point conversion, and then, you know, Utah came down and uh, kicked the field goal to beat him. But, yeah, we're, we're going to see that happening. It's silly, though. Caleb Williams is going to be the number one overall pick in this upcoming draft. 800-919-3776. We get back. Pick six right here on the program, 987 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show. On 98.7 ESPN. Six games, six picks to the house. Pick six, touchdown! This is the Pick Six. Oh, let's do it. Pick six, week seven of the season. Where are we going? Uh, Let's start. How about this? Let's start in New England. The Patriots are awful. It's bad. And I'm saying it with a smile on my face because this team has given me nightmares for two decades. And it's just fun to see them be be terrible. By the way, Ian Rappaport reported 
prior to the games today that Bill Belichick signed an extension before the season. So any conversation about him being fired and let go by the Patriots, uh, we can suspend. But uh, Josh Allen, 6-1 and one in his last seven starts against New England, including the playoffs. The Pats with a loss would be 1-6 for the first time since 1993. I don't really feel all that comfortable with 7.5 points as a road favorite going into New England. I get they stink, and but you know they still have Bill Belichick. But I'm going with Buffalo in this game. I'm going with Buffalo. They, they got to find a way to get back on... They got to find a way to get back to being impressive. They lost in, uh, in London against Jacksonville. They barely beat the Giants. So they got to run the score up today. I got the Bills uh, minus seven and a half. I got to agree with you there. I got the Bills. Uh, I got the Bills big in this one. Uh, but super shocked on the extension for Coach Belichick. Yeah. Not, not shocked on as in he don't deserve it, but shocked as if he, if he, if he even have more in the tank that he even want to continue to coach through these type of days with no, with, with barely any success. But I got to go with the Buffalo. I got to go with the Buffalo Bills in this one. And coming up in hour two, we're going to go around the NFL. Got some audio from Ian Rappaport. We'll uh, listen to that and weigh in on that. Uh, this game, man, I don't feel strongly about. It's it's so close. Uh, in Baltimore, the Ravens are hosting the Lions. The Lions, remember, before the season, everyone's high on them. They're going to win this division. Now we've gone even further than that and said that you know maybe they could represent the NFC. They beat the Chiefs. Their only loss this year... Uh, at 5-1 and one is an overtime to the Seahawks. Meanwhile, the Ravens, with Lamar, they're starting to get healthier. Zay Flowers has been awesome. Odell's healthy. And um, they've got two losses. One is an overtime to Gardner Minshew and the Colts. They also lost to the Steelers. But you, you could make a case they should be 6-0 and right now. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I don't love the pick, but I just think Baltimore... Uh, with Lamar Jackson, 15-1 and one in his career against NFC opponents. That only loss, by the way, interestingly enough, came against the Giants last year. Remember the strip stack for a fumble uh, that the, the Giants corralled, and they were able to win that game. Ravens held opponents to under 300 yards in five of six games played this year. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum's, I, I believe Tannenbaum's doing that game, and I heard him driving in saying it's windy, so expect it to be a low-scoring affair, and I think that, that favors Baltimore. So I'm going to go Baltimore minus three in this game. Oh, I gotta disagree with you. I, I'm going. I'm going Detroit. I gotta take Detroit in this. You know, in this because Detroit is playing great football right now. They're putting it together on offense and defense. They got a fairly young football team. They got a, the quarterback is playing really good football. Defense is good. The offensive line is protecting good. They're playing great on special teams. All all three phases. I gotta go with the Lions here. All right, so we disagree there. Let's go to the because uh, I'm I, I'm gonna pick a Giants. I'm gonna pick the Giants game, but I want to hold off on that for a moment. Uh, let's go to Kansas City, where the Chargers are in town. They always play the Chiefs tough. Uh, this is a matchup between uh, two obviously high octane offenses. When you got Justin Herbert, who I didn't look, oh, I didn't think looked good last week in that loss on Monday night. Uh, against the Cowboys. Mahomes, he's awesome. They rank first and second in passing yards per game in NFL history. Each of the last five uh, matchups between Mahomes and Herbert have been decided by six points or fewer, which is interesting because this game's at five and a half points. I'm going to go with the Chargers. 
I'm going to go with um, Los Angeles. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I think they keep it close. Miko Hartman's back for the Chiefs. So, you know, that's a, a familiar weapon for Mahomes and, and company. Their offense hasn't gotten it rolling. The Chiefs, I don't think it's fair to say that they, they're not as good. It's just that what we're watching isn't what we're accustomed to. They're being led by their defense, and their offense is doing just enough, whereas in the past, it's been the reverse. But I like the Chargers to cover the 5.5. I don't think they win this game, but I think they keep it close. So I'm going to go Chargers plus 5.5. Yeah, I think it'll be a blowout. I think it'll be a blowout with the Chiefs. After the way the Chargers played last week and let me down against the Cowboys, I'm never, I'm never even picking them with the spread against the spread anything. <laughs> if you ask me, their season is over when I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I dig it. All right, so that's what? One, two, three games we've picked so far. Uh, let's go to this one. Dolphins-Eagles, the juiciest matchup on the slate. Uh, you get that tonight, Sunday Night Football, NBC. Dolphins in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles, a pair of 5-1 and one teams. And, uh, again, two high-octane offenses. You love the, the narratives and the storylines. It's the first NFL meeting between Tua and Hurts who were teammates at Alabama in that 2017-2018 season. Remember, Hurts was benched at halftime uh, with Alabama down 13-0 in the national title game in 2017. And then Tua takes over, and the rest was history. Uh, the Dolphins and the Eagles are first and second in total offense this year. Miami seeking to become 6-1 uh, and one, uh, through seven games for the first time since 1999. Should be a fun game. Eagles favored by three points. Maybe this is me picking with my heart because I'm rooting for Philadelphia, but I think I'm going to take them to win this game. I like the Eagles minus three. Oh, man. I'm going with the Dolphins here. I don't, you know, I'm going with the Dolphins. I, I think none. Of, I think either one of these teams, you know, defense is going to be able to hold up, uh, but I, I got I to gotta take the Dolphins in, in this spread. All right, uh, let's go to Monday Night Football. It's Kirk Cousins in primetime. When has that ever gone uh, impressively? Uh, Minnesota's hosting San Francisco. The spread is six and a half points. Uh, but this, the, the Niners are dealing with injuries. Debo Samuel is going to be out for a couple weeks. He's got a hairline fracture in his shoulder. Trent Williams has been listed as doubtful dealing with an ankle injury. Christian McCaffrey's questionable. He's dealing with an oblique injury. Uh, the Niners are coming off their first loss of the season. Uh, they were in Cleveland, lost that game to the Browns, missed the field goal, uh, a chip shot, should have hit it. Uh, but they're 5-1. and one. The Vikings are 2-4. and four. I know Kirk Cousins doesn't play well in primetime, but 6.5 on the road, I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can take that big of a spread. Let's go Minnesota plus six and a half. I think San Francisco wins the game, uh, but it's a closer one than the spread would suggest. Uh... You said a closer one with no uh, with no Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I know Justin Jefferson. He went to the IR last week, and uh, that's that that their Vikings offense takes a hit. But they're home, man. They they they. I know they beat the Bears, and who cares about them beating the Bears? That same team lost in the playoffs to to, to the Giants last year at home. <laughs> I know. And I'm not I, saying more, the Giants are bad. It's so more about the. It's more about San Francisco dealing with injuries. That's what it is. If San Francisco were healthy, this spread would be ten and a half points. But they're dealing with injuries, so that's why I feel a little uh, shaky about it. I'm going San Fran ten plus. Okay, I like it. All right, let's go to the Giants. Let's go to MetLife Stadium. Your New York Football Giants at one and five, hosting the Washington Commanders. Uh, they are. 
three-point dogs at home. The Giants beat the Commanders last year, tied with them. And if you go back over the past five seasons, the Giants, 9-22-1 against the NFC East. Six of those nine wins have come against Washington. I'm going to go Giants plus three. And I I get it because I tweeted this out as I was driving to the station. I I said, I'm going to take the Giants today, but I know for a fact Late in the third quarter, I'm going to be thinking to myself, why the hell did I take the Giants? I don't love the pick. I'm just not a fan of Washington being favored in this game. Look at their wins. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Falcons. They, like, they, they're not an impressive team. They beat the Cardinals. I just can't see the Giants losing once. I can't see the Giants losing to the Commanders because history tells me they're not going to lose this game. I'll take the Giants in this one. I, I, um, you said they're three-point dogs? Three-point dogs. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Giants. I'm taking the Giants in this one. Uh, defense, I, I think I think defense wins the game for us. They got after Josh Allen, forced a couple turnovers last week. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep that, keep that rolling, uh, Sam Howell is the most sacked quarterback in all of football. I know that Washington defensive line presents a challenge for, uh, you know, a battered offensive line uh, for the G-men. But, you know, Evan Neal's out today. Andrew Thomas out. No Daniel Jones. Uh, uh, Schmitz is also out again. So they're dealing with some issues. But I just can't see them losing to Washington. But there you go. There are our NFL picks. Uh, We disagreed on some. But for the most part, we are in lockstep. And I'm rooting for the Eagles tonight, man. It's selfish because it helps the Jets in in the AFC, but I'm rooting for the Eagles tonight. Um, I'm never rooting for the Eagles. I'm rooting for. I'm going. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. I like their offense. I like. I, I like how wide open they are. Like I say, it's going to be a. It's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to score and say. The score, 37-44. All right, we still got hour number three coming up next. We'll play in or out. We'll continue to go around the league. Giants and Commanders about to kick off. We'll keep you posted on that game. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, going until 2 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN.